Welcome to One Cause Church. Here is another inspirational message from Senior Pastor Eric Holler. I want to uh, have Don and Crystal Hexamer come up here for just a moment. They have some really good things to share. They let Heather and I know this week, and I said, would you please testify this Sunday? And so they're more than happy to. Isn't this a handsome couple right here? So who's doing the talking? She's doing the talking. You can fill in anything I. Uh, you can fill in anything I leave out. Um, use these now. I'm believing the Lord for better vision. Um, <laughs> a couple of years ago, Don and I just felt like the Lord laid on our heart to be debt free, to do everything that we needed to do, to be liberated, to be a blessing. There were things that we want to do intentionally, and to just start building toward that. And he gave us this verse. It's Proverbs 10.22, and I love the way the Amplified Version says, um, the blessings of the Lord brings true riches, and he adds no sorrow to it, for it comes as a blessing from God. It is a blessing from God. When he blesses you, he gives you the grace to do it. He gives you the grace to sustain it, um, whether that's health, whether that's Wealth, whether that's doing something that's difficult, his grace is always in it. And we prayed about it and stood on the scripture, and any time a windfall came, we, we paid debt toward it. Any time the Lord said, give him everything in your wallet, we gave him everything in our wallet. And, you know, sometimes, like, are you sure about that, Lord? Because <laughs> I had plans for that. Um, and we really just forgot about it. You know, life happens, um, but we're still walking in that. It's still an honor to know that the Lord is your provider. And that my story, his blessings are why I'm blessed. Not because of anything that I do, not because of any job that I have. Um, there have been jobs just in the last several months where it was a perfect job for me. And the Lord said, I want you to go. And I'm like, well, where am I going to go? He said, you're going to be like Abraham. I'll tell you when you get there. Um, and I asked my husband, and he said, yeah, I think you should go. And I reached out to one of my prayer partners because I'm so spiritual and obedient to the Lord and said, um, do you mind praying about this? I didn't go into details with her, but I said, I feel like I need to make a professional decision and I'm at a crossroads and I'm not sure what I need to do. Um, and within, sorry, my nose is running. Within three minutes, I get this text back from her, that exact scripture about where he, when he told Abraham to go and that he would tell him so I went in, and I gave him my notice, and I said, Lord, you're my provider. Um, flash forward to the prophecy conference. Um, we've had some things that have been on the market and for sale, and um, hadn't been very fast moving. Um, and Andre said, within 48 hours, you're going to get a notice of something that you've been believing for. And we were here at the prophecy conference. I think it was the second night, maybe? Yeah, second night. Where he got a text that we got a cash offer on what we were trying to sell. And it was another week or two before it came through, but um, that was the last of our debt. We were able to pay off our house last week. Um, And God is faithful. And I went online because it was sort of surreal, you know, like when everything you've been believing for for a while happens, and I'm like, well, I'm just going to look and make sure that the house has paid off. And it said paid in full, and something just exploded on the inside of me. Anything that you need, whether it's health, whether it's wholeness, it's paid in full. Whatever you need is paid in full. Amen? That's right. 
and the Lord put on my heart too, like uh, when we started giving, that I used to like to think that God worked in the background, you know, when you were giving and doing stuff, that it was sort of like going to open doors for you. And he corrected me and said, no, I'm, I'm in the foreground. I'm, all this is mine. I've already got a plan for you already. You don't have to, like, do something for me. I'm here for you. And uh, it kind of just changes the way you look at things. When you want to give or something, be obedient to it. I've had moments where I had something in my pocket that I was specifically going to use something for. And he said, go give it to that guy right there. And I did, and it, it, it will change you. It will change how you look at everything. And I'm just so glad that we're debt-free. And, and she has a lot to do with that, too. She's very diligent in taking care of our finances. And, and anyway, we just bless God. And thank you, guys. Very good. Okay, well, we have a few minutes. You want the word? I mean, you've had it. You've heard it. You heard it right there. Proverbs 10, 22. What a powerful... And was it uh, Genesis 12, Abraham? Let's go to um, Proverbs 24. Proverbs chapter 24, verse 3 says, Through skillful and godly wisdom, a house, a life, a home, a family is built. And by understanding, it is established on a sound and good foundation. And by knowledge, its rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. Don't you love? How many of you want that in your house? Hmm? You'll take all that? I'll take every bit of that. Yeah. All the precious and pleasant riches. And Go back to three for a second. Let's, let's see what else is in there, all the, the good stuff. Uh, establish. You have a, a sound and good foundation. Your, your family is built. All of this happens through godly wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. All of those being godly wisdom, godly understanding, godly knowledge. And um, the Living Bible kind of breaks it down in a, a little more practical term. And let's, let's pull this up now. It says, any enterprise, which is your house or your family, your life, is built by wise planning, becomes strong through common sense, and profits wonderfully by keeping abreast of the facts. Now, a couple of weeks ago, we started in on this, but I wasn't able to finish this thought. So I'm going to do that today. Um, and for the sake of time, I'm not going to do much or really any review to speak of because um, we just don't have the time. But I want to encourage you to subscribe to our podcast. We have all of our messages up online. For you, we've been doing that since 2008, I think. So we've got a whole library of messages for you to hear and to fill your life up with the Word of God. And um, so I would encourage you to go back to part four, part five, that is, of this series and kind of catch up on it. But because this, this message here kind of gets into your life, not kind of, it very much gets into your life because we're talking about finances in our home. And, and maybe you've experienced this. I know Heather and I ex experienced this earlier in our lives, especially um, that financial pressure is one of the most difficult things to deal with in the home. Uh, it, it affects your marriage. Um, it affects the peace in the home, the joy in the home. And, um, and, and really, it just kind of stirs up stuff. When you're under that pressure, when you're under that stress, you really don't talk kindly to one another. Um, and so this is, this is something that I want to help you with today. If you're in that place, especially, and you 
you're, you're under some financial strain right now, I'm really glad that you came today because God has wisdom for you. God has help for you. And He has a plan for you. And do you know what His plan is? His plan is to prosper you. That's His plan. And to bless you. And to show Himself strong on your behalf as the God who is more than enough. The Scripture says that He is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we could ever ask, dream, or hope for, or pray for. He's able to do it. And see, here's the thing. The Scripture, in verses like that, when it says God is able, there's another verse that says God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. All what these are are invitations. God is able to do this. Here's what's possible, but He needs your participation in it. And the first and foremost part of your participation is to believe it. Is to believe it's true for your life to take that personally, that God is able to do it for you, that He's on your side, and that He has plans to prosper you, plans to bless you, plans beyond what you could ever dream of. Because the blessing of Abraham, we've talked about this before, is on you. Well, what is that blessing of Abraham? Christ became a curse so that that blessing could come upon you. In other words, it cost Jesus His life for you and I to have that blessing. So this was extremely important to God. And that blessing was, is basically this statement. I will bless you, and you will be a blessing. I will bless you, and you will be a blessing. In other words, there's going to be more put on you than you can contain. So then the, you, you, in turn, will turn around and be a blessing to others. I will bless you, and then you will act like me and bless others. That's what God is saying, because we're partners in this deal. We're part of the same family. We're in covenant with one another. And so the Scripture says to imitate God as dear children. And one of the things that He wants, and one of the ways He wants you to imitate Him is to be a giver, is to be one who, who is blessed and is overflowing with blessings, to bless others as well. This is so good. So we need to come out from, from financial strain, out from under the chains of debt. Think about this. I mean, really, how can we really show or demonstrate this God who's more than enough if we are bound in chains of debt? We really can't represent Him well in that way. How many of you know that if you're, if you're not laid up in a hospital sick and broke, that you could do something for God? You know, you, if you're feeling good and you got money in your pockets, then you can really do something even more. Yeah. But, when, but if you're broken in these areas, then life just kind of comes, about, comes ab- about you just getting better, right? Yeah. Then, then you really lose the sense of your purpose here, that we are a part of something powerful, something wonderful in the earth, and the world, believe it or not, does not just revolve around us. Romans chapter 13. Let's look at this for a moment. You okay? Yeah. You love me? Yeah. We'll see at the end of this message if you still do. Yeah. Oh, no one anything. Let's all say those first four words. Oh, no one anything except to love one another. The only debt that God allows you is to love people. It's only, that's, that's the good debt. For he who loves another has fulfilled the law. So we want to eliminate debt. We want to eliminate this pressure, this oppression that has crippled families 
for years and years and years. And, and, and to do our part as good stewards. You know, this really is a partnership with God. And, and He's able to do, as I said, and He's supernatural. And He has supernatural means. He has supernatural provision, supernatural ways. But my family says He gives seed to the sower. Our part is the sower. And His part is to supply the seed. He doesn't just supply seed to anybody. He supplies seed to the sowers, those who are good stewards of the things that He gives them. Amen. And this is where you see your partnership, where you do what you can in the natural, right? To, to sow the seed, to be a giver, to be ready at all times, and then God will show you what He can do, who He is, because He is looking for those opportunities to show Himself strong on your behalf. Amen. Beautiful, isn't it? Oh, no man, anything except to love one another. Well, all right, now let's... Let's check how much you love me here. Let's look into, just check the financial temperature of your home. All right, let's, let's go ahead and check it. And, and just, I'm going to talk about some things or, that maybe you're experiencing right now that these things need to be addressed and they need to be dealt with. One is, if you may be experiencing things right now that really are not God's plan nor His will for you and your finances. One of those things is bill collectors calling you all the time. That's not God's plan for you. Huh? Have your debtors chasing you down all the time? You continually see past due on your bills. It's a regular occurrence. You struggle with the Bible's instructions on giving. I was really hoping for some shouting and some amening right there. <laughs> We're not supposed to get there. You know, these are some, these are some problems here. The, the, regular, the regular confession around your home is we can't afford it. These are, these are not good things. And if this is in your regular talk, um, those things need to be corrected. All right? And get the good confession in your mouth. The good confession is not denying things as they are. The good confession is calling those things that be not as though they were. The Word of God says, He became poor so that I through His poverty might become rich. That's what the Word says. I'm just going to say it like God said it and humble myself under His opinion. And let me tell you something. It's very humbling to say things like that when you're experiencing something altogether different in your home. You're broker than the Ten Commandments. But you're talking about being prosperous and living in abundance. It's just like such a contradiction. But my family, faith, faith is not reasoned. Faith is not governed by our senses. Praise God. Faith is a gift from God. And He's dealt to each of us that measure of faith because in that realm of faith is all things are possible. That's where it's known. If you can believe, Jesus said, all things are possible to him who believes. That's why we need faith in God. We need something beyond what we see, something beyond our own experience, something beyond our own circumstances, all the trouble that's in our house. Oh, there's something greater, and that faith in God is your victory. Or maybe, maybe you, you, you tend to find yourself, when you hear about someone getting blessed about something, that this tinge of jealousy kind of comes up in you, you know? And you can even celebrate with them. It ticks you off. 
And Jesus said in Luke chapter 12, let's turn there for just a moment. Because this financial pressure, man, I'm telling you, it can just rob you of so many things. It can rob you of your health, of, of good sleep at night. And, and when that stuff happens, it affects your relationship. It reflects your at, the atmosphere in your home. And let me just remind you today, money is simply created and designed to be a tool in your hands. That's it. Yeah. It's designed to serve you. But when you become its servant, it is a cruel and harsh taskmaster. Because it will continue to demand from you, demand from you, demand from you, demand from you. And then you'll find that your life is consumed with accumulating and making more money, finding odd jobs, doing whatever else. And everything is about getting that money, getting that money, getting that money. And so by the time that you do have some time outside of trying to make money, you're just worn out. And God gets tired you, fatigued you. Weak you. Because you have given yourself in service to the wrong master. And Jesus said, you can't serve God and money. You keep money where it's supposed to be. It serves you as you serve God. Amen. And God has put us here to be stewards of the the things that he brings into our life, to master those things. And he said to them, take heed and beware of covetousness. Anybody know what covetousness means? It's a long word. It's actually one of the commandments, isn't it? One of the Ten Commandments, you shall not covet. I love that Tenth Commandment because it's God's gotcha commandment. And that, that's, here's what it is. You shall not kill, check. Never killed nobody. Shall not steal, check. Eh, well... Yeah, okay, I'll check that anyway. You shall not use God's name in vain? Check. You know, you've got all the lists, and then he says, you shall not uh, uh, commit adultery, blah, blah, check. Shall not lie? Eh, check. That might be a lie. (laughs) But then, you know what he's saying, and you shall not covet? Don't even think about doing any of that. Okay. Well, you got me there, God. Because Jesus said, if it's done in the heart, it's as good as done. Covetousness is that it means to want what someone else has. But the dastardly deal of it is wanting what someone else has, and them ending up with nothing. That's the evil of it. Not just you two having the same thing. Covetousness is evil. You want to enjoy it, and you want to watch them suffer because they don't enjoy it, because they don't have it. And Jesus says, take heed and beware of covetousness. How many of you know it's out there? And the temptation to covet is there. For one's life does not consist in the abundance of, of the things he possesses. Jesus is saying, this is not what life is about. Accumulating, accumulating. Let's look down to verse 34. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Can we all read this together nice and loud together? Ready? For where your... My goodness, we don't really want to admit that, do we? We don't really like to think about that verse. 
especially when we're looking over where we're spending our money. I told the earlier service, I look over and go, wow, my heart's in every restaurant in town. But I, I don't know about you, but I don't ever want to spend my money in such a way that I can't, that I'm limited in what I can give to God. The greatest way for you to access the blessing of God in your life, I will bless you and you will be a blessing, is where you are right now, actually, your connection to the house of God. Because you are all members of a body. Isn't that beautiful? Life is more than just you. It's you plus me plus Kayla plus Bobby, even with that Texas shirt on, plus Linda, plus Mary, plus Chrissy. We'll just get that whole role there. It's this, this, all of us. See, you are vital to the body of Christ. You're vital. You're vital parts. And, and, and so all the parts then are contributing parts. And when every part is doing its part, <laughs> and when every part is giving and contributing, then the body can be nourished and grow together. Isn't this beautiful? And see, it helps you then to look down the road. Financially, uh, it does, uh, the finances actually become a smaller issue in your life when you're looking at the bigger picture. And God wants us all looking at the bigger picture because life's bigger than us. You know, we'd all like to think that when we die, the world's going to stop, but it ain't going to stop. Huh? It's going to keep on spinning, and life's going to keep moving. Amen. So to know that you are a part of something that's beyond your own lifespan, what God has brought us into this family, into this church, and He said, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. I think Tom Petty wrote one of the best songs for the church. Well, I won't back down. No, I won't back down. You can stand me up at the gates of hell, but I won't back down. Going to stand my ground. Man, he's quite the theologian, wasn't he? And common sense tells us, my family, to give your treasure. Therefore, as Jesus said, where your treasure is, your heart is. Give your treasure, therefore, your heart to what God is doing and building in the earth. He's building lives. He's building his church. All right. Mm. And you know what? You'll find, let me just give you one little practical thing to do. If, you've, if you're kind of lost right now financially, it, it, won't, it won't be fun. But just pull up your last three months of spending. Okay? It might be alarming. But if you keep finding yourself with more money than month, I mean, opposite. More month than money. Just go through your, your spending and, and start looking over where all that money's going. And then mark it as in, this is what I have to have and this is what I wanted to have. And you'll, if you'll be able to make a few very simple adjustments and your finances can change real fast. Just that simple thing right there. Just that simple thing right there. As I said, it won't be fun, but it will be very fruitful for you. Yeah. All right? And there's all kinds of great programs out there to, to help you. Heather and I went through a thing years ago called Financial Peace University. Anybody familiar with Financial Peace with Dave Ramsey? Marvelous, marvelous. It 
it was, well, it was eye-opening for me. I mean, Heather just sat there the entire time and said, I told you, I told you so. Like she taught the course or something, you know. And Just kidding. But it got us out of credit cards completely. I mean, we never went back to them. And then eventually we were able to get out of debt after we weren't paying those huge percentages. But thank God. But do what you do. Do what you have to do. Here, do, what, do your part in the natural. Be that steward and let God then show you what He can do. Amen? So, and make a stand. Make a stand. Make a commitment to be a giver. A giver for all time. That unlocked things for Heather and I that we never could have imagined when we decided we were going to give. And we made a commitment a long time ago. We knew today, Sunday, we'd be giving in this offering. We didn't decide this morning. We decided years ago. And when you make that commitment, just, just, just know that that's what you're going to do. It's, it's non-negotiable because this is who we are. And let me just encourage you with this, and I'll finish up, and I want to have Miss Sarah come up in just a second. But there's, there's basically three aspects to a church body, three aspects to a, to a gathering of believers. There's the attending family, there's the serving family, and there's the giving family. And the giving family, if it weren't for the giving family, then there could be no attending family. And there could be no serving family. And so I want to encourage you all to be part of the giving family. Because, I mean, let's be honest, it's not right. It's just really not right that somebody buys your lunch every Sunday here if you're not contributing. Because <laughs> this, this is meal time. But this isn't possible without givers. None of this is. Without people who are sold out to the king and his kingdom and to his church and to making sure that this gospel keeps going, that the church is equipped, that the people continue to hear the word and believe and to, to experience its life in their lives. And to, Are you hearing me? So be a part of the giving family. And I'm telling you, that is one thing that you will invest in that you will never, ever lack in, ever. I put my money places where it's gone for good. But where we, when we invested into the kingdom of God in the church, we've always seen much increase. Amen. And this is a family thing. Abraham decided he was going to tithe. God didn't ask him to do it. He just decided he was going to do it. A, a pronouncement was a blessing over him by the, the priest, Melchizedek. Blessed are you, Abram of God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be God Most High who has delivered your enemies into your hands. And when Abraham heard this, he gave a tithe of the stuff to the priest. And something about that, it started a legacy. Because then Isaac took upon what his dad did and also tithed. And then it went down to Jacob, uh, Abraham's grandson, Jacob, and he also tithed. It was like a whole new legacy started in this family. And all of them were blessed financially. Blessed. I mean blessed. You can bring great financial blessing to your children by teaching them to be givers. Letting them watch you be a giver. You set them up for financial success. And I'm going to stop right there this morning. I hope this has encouraged you today and, 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 and strengthened you and maybe brought some correction where there needs to be correction. Um, but, you know, we need that. Our Heavenly Father, he, that's part of what He does. He's, he brings correction to us. And, and if He didn't love us, He wouldn't correct us. But He does. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message.
For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.